We've got rumors, rumors, and more rumors all on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Leif Johnson. Hey, Roman. And Michael Simon. Hey. Uh, so we're recovering from the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. I think I finally just digested the last bit of turkey I ate on Thursday. Uh, it's, it's been like six days now, Roman. How much did you eat? <laughs> I ate a lot. So just, yeah. I, I won't go into detail as to why I ate so much because everybody eats too much. So anyways, so there's some iPhone rumors for next year's models. Uh, there was a report by um, a JP Morgan analyst. Okay. That says that there will be four new models next year. Uh, there will be two high-end models, a 6.1-inch and a 6.7-inch model, and then two lower-end models, one 6.1-inch model and one 5.4-inch model. I mean, three of those we've heard about, the 6.7 or 6.1 high-end pro, whatever you call it, models, and the 5.4-inch would be the new iPhone 12 form factor. Yeah. The, the new one there is, a, is another 6.1-inch screen that's allegedly not um, high-end. Now, I have two ways of thinking about this. One, it's, it's BS. <laughs> but the other thing is that maybe it what he what the different skews are is that the two high end models are five G and the two low end models aren't, which right. would give that middle one, which is kind of the sweet spot for most people, yeah, a five G version and a non five G version. That makes sense. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Assuming let, let's just not hope that Apple doesn't charge extra for five G, because that would be bogus. The JP Morgan report says that the difference will be the high ends will have MM wave. And okay. the yeah, low-end models will not have MM Wave. So yeah, that's that's. I mean, that that's a 5G term. It's, yeah. So I guess what he means is that the higher-end models would be capable of getting those super super ultra fast 5G speeds that are extremely limited in this country. Yeah. And the low-end models wouldn't, which is honestly no big deal. Yeah. I mean, the MM Wave is awesome. Millimeter Wave is awesome. But it's so limited right now, yeah. and it's going to be for a long time. It might—I mean, it's going to be really forever. Like the point of millimeter wave is to target densely packed urban areas and very specific places, whether it's indoors or outdoors. But it's—it's it's not going to be the all-over LTE stuff that we have now. That's the sub-six gig spectrum, which is going to be the everything 5G, yeah. which is significantly slower, but still much faster than LTE. Uh, At any rate, the 5G is not uh, the, the 5G iPhone. Assuming that it does arrive, it's not something that should factor into your purchase, even in 2020. Yeah, it's funny though because you know there's so much marketing going on about 5G right now, uh, and it doesn't really exist. Yeah, I mean, T-Mobile's t- flipping its nationwide 5G on on December 6th. Now I haven't had a chance. Well, no one really has had a chance to test it. But that's the closest thing to a, a, a legitimate service that you can use. It's it's across the country. It's uh, T-Mobile says it reaches 200 million people, and uh, its speeds are probably in the 100 to 200 megabits per second range, depending on how many people sign up for the service. Which is you know that's good. But I mean when people when when we hear Fiat 5G, we've been promised you know one gig, two gig, and we're, that's never happening. Never no. on, a, on a broad scale. It's just not. I mean, carriers need to start being honest with us and 
say, you know, it, either you're super rich or you're going to a, a very exclusive area of the country to get those speeds. And even then you might not get them, depending on how many people are with you. The JP Morgan report also says that the high-end phones will have triple lens cameras and world-facing 3D sensing. Yeah, I, I read that. That's awesome. That should, that should be a, a, a rap group. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys, I don't know what that I mean, I guess that's AR stuff. I don't know. Yeah, there was, wasn't really an explanation as to what that is. I, I don't really know what that is. I mean, I guess to break it down, it would be a time-of-flight camera or some such thing yeah. on the back yeah, of the, on the, yeah. back of the phone, where usually they're on the front. Yeah. So you would be able to hold up your phone, look ahead, and you know, kind of augment your reality by looking at your screen and having the 3D stuff appear on your phone as you're looking at it. And that's what's going to have to do instead a lot better than the machine learning because as that is, that's that's cool, but it's not accurate. If they want their AR stuff to really be useful, that's what they're going to need to do. Yeah, all that processing in, in, in real time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we see it a little bit with um, Google Maps has, a, has an AR function and it constantly needs to reset it constantly you know i mean if it's if there's a, a 3d sensing camera that's always on and always live it'll make it that much quicker and that much more viable i don't know i still don't think people are going to use it but we'll see the two low-end models will not have mm wave or the world facing 3d sensing and it will have a dual lens camera yeah, I mean, all that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I, th- th- this report kind of seems a little bit like you know playing the odds, if you will. It really right. does seem like an analyst thing. Like right. you know, this makes sense. So right, I'm this- looking at all the rumors. I'm looking at what Apple could or can't do, and making a somewhat educated guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Et News reported was it last week that the four new iPhone models will have OLEDs. Yeah, that on. that's another persistent rumor yeah. that 2020 was the year Apple was going to flip over to all. It, it really needs to. Yeah, I mean the the LCD screen is fine on the iPhone 11. It's really looking stale and next to everything else right, I know. I mean, there's, right. there's there's not many smartphone LCDs out there that don't, that don't cost 300 bucks. So um, it needs to to go all OLED. I'm going to be more, even more cynical and, go, and walk back a little bit here and talk, you know, what Mike was saying that, yeah, this is stuff you can kind of extrapolate. You know, this is one of the things I get about these analyst reports sometimes is this is basically what we do. It's like, hmm, here's yeah, the, kinda. yeah, here's the basic rumors and stuff. That's what makes sense. There's what's, you know, this is what will likely come out, you know, and, it, you know, when we do editorial pieces and stuff as opposed to fact checking. And yeah, so, exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Except they're they're responsible for billions of dollars. That's true. Yes, but, uh, it's still it, it is kind of like an educated guess thing in this case. It's not like so much like I would almost say old school Ming Chi Kuo, where it was like he was obviously he had some friends on the supply line. I mean, he's, he's, he definitely still does. Yes. I mean, he's, most of his stuff are is pretty spot on. I think it's a lot of it is because of he's going. They've been going to services lately, and he doesn't know what to do with that. But Maybe yeah. so, because yeah. there's no supply chain stuff to look at there. But if you look at his his near term predictions for the MacBook Pro, the iPad, he's 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 money. Yes, that's pretty true. consistently. Uh, one of the things about using an OLED is that, according to this report, a thinner implementation of screen technology, mm-hmm. so there'll be more room. So you know what's going to happen with that room? Will Apple make? the phones thinner or will they use that room to implement new technology or like a thinner or or add more battery or something like that i mean we saw this year that i think the thin race is over i mean apple's not shy now about you know 
there wasn't a slide that said it was 20% or 10% thinner. Like I think that that ship has sailed. So I think if they do save space elsewhere, whether it's the, uh, uh, the screen or somewhere else, they will use that to enhance the inside of the phone rather than trimming a half a millimeter or whatever it is. I, I hope I, that's I hope what anyway. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't need a thinner phone. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> yeah. We put a case and most people put a case on it anyway. So right. what the hell's the difference? Right. Well, see, and I would say, you know, well, you, you dismiss the case, but that's the thing. It makes the case more comfortable. The thinner the phone is, the more comfortable the phone is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, and it's just like, you know, a lot of people talk about the, you know, the camera bump. And, you know, I'm looking at my case right now. I, I almost think Apple designed it with that in mind, that they're supposed to be worn with a case because it sits flush with most cases. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, that you know, the the bump isn't as problematic because most people are going to put it in a case anyway. Well, what would be interesting to see is if if it does create space, does Apple then design the camera bump to adapt to that space, and then there's then there's no more camera bump? Hmm. Maybe I don't know because the camera bump has become something of a marketing uh, yeah at the moment ploy. yeah kind of thing so but there's supposed to be a design change a major design change next year so true yeah i mean think about it. apple is so good at taking you know otherwise write offable pieces of phones and products and making them into things that people need to have or want to have yeah. so you know, you know like the notch or the bump you know they mean in any of in anyone else's hands that's like for example the google pixel 4 it's hideous <laughs> But for some reason on the iPhone 11, it's all right. Yes. <laughs> Apple is just really good at that. Another rumor in, in regard to the iPad Pro and the MacBook Pro, uh, Ming-Chin Kuo, who we mentioned earlier, analyst who tends to be pretty spot on with his yeah. analysis, his uh, reports, predictions. his predictions. Yeah. He says that uh, in 2020, those devices will be, start using mini LED screens. Yeah, we've heard that rumor for a little while. It kind of gets mixed up with micro LED and mini LED. I was talking to our colleague Jason Cross about this thing, and they're they're quite different yeah. in the way they're approached. And the 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 big thing is that mini LED is way cheaper and way easier to produce at the volumes that Apple would need it to be produced at. And you know that's another one where LCD is starting to look really stale, mm-hmm. but. If Apple was to make a 16-inch OLED MacBook, it would cost like $8,000. So there has to be something in between, and and looks like mini LED is 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 it. It I gotta tell you though, if next September or October or November Apple comes out with a 16-inch mini LED MacBook, that would be the ultimate fu to everyone who bought one this year. <laughs> yes. Because I mean, the, the, you buy one this year, you get nothing except the keyboard that should have been around three years ago, and then the next year you get the one that you want. Like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, and this and I think this is one case. If that happens to be, you know, if it's it is, it shows one problem of this: got to have something new every year, upgrade cycle and stuff. And it's like if they had pulled back a bit and waited and designed something that really knocked people's socks off, you know, all of this in one, you know, the keyboard, that, and everything, it would have been great. But you know, if this is the way they're going, at least some people disgruntled. I'll, I'll also go back to what you were saying, yeah, about Ming-Chi Kuo, and this is this is definitely, this definitely reads like one of those supply line rumors. Like, he's yeah, he's sure. seeing some stuff here. This mm-hmm. is not like, you know, I can see the direction Apple's going in. No, this is some specific stuff here. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I'm, I think that this is a pretty solid rumor, particularly for the products that he's talking about. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're high-end. Mm-hmm. 
they 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 don't have they have like year and a half to two year upgrade cycles, you know. So it's not like Apple has to rush to create another iPad Pro right after it. So I I could see both of these coming to fruition and maybe you know maybe even upping the price a bit. Apple is not shy about increasing the price of its Ooh. iPad Pro, that's for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Especially as it gets more and more like a, a laptop. Yeah. And I mean, um, the iPad, the, the iPad Pro has straight up the nicest laptop, uh, laptop or tablet, really screen that I've ever used. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah, it really is. And Mini LED would just be that. It's that much closer to that like deep black OLED situation. Yeah. So it would just be pretty stunning, I think. So you have Mini LED in the iPad Pro and the MacBook Pro, and then OLED in the iPhone. Why not mini LED in the iPhone too? Is 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 it not capable of I, going I, to that small fault? No, it, it probably is. I mean, I that I can't answer, but I'm assuming it's because Cost. they make yeah, and also scale. Like they yeah. make five times as many iPhones as anything else. Right. You know, in a, in a in a quarter or a year, and you know, the iPad iPad Pro, and so they sell. Let's say they sell 11 million iPads a quarter. Of those, probably three million are iPad Pros, maybe. Right. You know, fifty million iPhones. That's a that's a big difference. So I think that they're starting small, and as the technology ramps, then they'll um, they'll right. bring it to the iPhone, and maybe they'll never bring it to the iPhone. Maybe the iPhone will get micro LED, or maybe they'll be happy with OLED on the iPhone. You know, yeah. It it th there's no one that, there's nothing that says the iPhone has to get mini LED. In fact, in some ways, it's a bit of a step backwards from OLED. You know, it depends on how you're looking at it. So, at at that scale of manufacturing and that size, it's a different it's a different decision they have to make also in the news is a class action lawsuit that's been brought up against apple in regards to its butterfly keyboards on the macbook laptops uh, apple had tried to get the lawsuit dismissed but a federal judge on monday said nope this is going to proceed the lawsuit basically says that apple knew that these keyboards were prone to failure I mean, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't care. I mean, we're we're so damn litigious in this country. I mean, I I mean, whatever. That's fine. I don't know how you're going to prove that. That's yeah, I don't know weird. either. Yeah. I mean, let's let's say they do prove it. What do you what do you get for your troubles? You so, know. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're saying that Apple knew and concealed it. So I. I mean, concealed it. I mean, listen. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. did. But my guess is, if this if they win, the they being the class action suit. If they win, they'll probably get like a fifty dollar Apple gift card. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Here? Right. Fifty and fifty dollars might be generous. <laughs> well, see, with, yeah. with that's the concealed bit, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I don't think it was entirely smoke and mirrors when Apple would say that only a small percentage of people do. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, a lot of there you know, on Reddit, one of the most you know can be hostile places on the internet. You'll see a lot of people saying, "I've never had any problems with it," right. and and yeah. I've never had any problems. And they'll get upvoted too. And <laughs> they did. They did issue a recall. You know, and yes, they did fix yeah. it. And uh, listen, I, I hate the damn keyboard too, but I, I actually don't have a. I don't have a technical problem with my MacBook Pro. I just hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does that count? Can I file a suit for that? I just don't like it. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's kind of like I was saying a minute ago, the fact that they went ahead and did go back to what is basically a previous design shows that, yeah, it wasn't working for us and it wasn't working for you, but, you know, there were, there as we have known, key travel and all that stuff, there's a lot of other reasons for that too. So it's, you know, it's it's hard to, to see the truth here. I, I think Apple did definitely was aware that it wasn't working for them. Was it 
problematic? Does it need a class action lawsuit? I don't know. It's just, you know, they're, they're, it's one of those things where it's really hard for me to approach, and I'm glad I'm not the judge that has to do it, because on the one hand, I say, yeah, I kind of see the point for this, but at the same time, I'm kind of rolling my eyes, so it's kind of, I don't know. Yep. I, I tried to picture myself, like, with one of those laptops and hammering away at the keyboard, and it just frustrates me frustrates me so much that i'm gonna go i'm gonna sue yeah, you know, you know right. what I mean? nice. <laughs> like i said that's like the perfect that's that's the first option for a lot of people like i don't like this and i paid a lot of money for it so you need to pay me yeah and, you know listen you bought it and there's a lot of things that i buy that i don't love i'm not gonna go run and sue the company over it right yeah i think apple was genuine in their belief that the the butterfly keyboard was better I think they tr- they 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 legitimately tried to improve it over a few years. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're a little bit stubborn, but that's certainly not sue. You know that that's not lawsuit worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they finally cut, and well, it's more lawsuit worthy that they're still selling it oh, yeah. <laughs> when they have a better one out there. But I, I mean, listen, go ahead, sue Apple. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they have enough money, right? <laughs> you have no plans for tonight. At 6.30 p.m. Pacific, that's that's 9.30 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. Yeah, that's 9.30 my time. Yeah. That's pretty late. Well, considering how concerts go, it's actually not, I guess. It's not, not that late. late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was that late, yeah. Uh, Billy Eilish will give a performance at the Steve Jobs Theater that you can tune into. It'll be streamed live on Apple Music. Uh, Apple had its first year-end awards for Apple Music. In- which which Billy Eilish got all of them. Right? <laughs> Hardly enough. Yeah, Billy Eilish was named, uh, well, she was Artist of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like I Global think. Artist of the Year, Songwriter of the Year, Record of the Year. Yeah. The only one that she didn't get was Song of the Year and Breakthrough Artist of the Year, which she probably could have gotten both of those too, but yeah. Apple had to give it to somebody else. Well, Song of the Year was Old Town Road, which I, I yeah. definitely think, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was something of, of a phenomenon. That was interesting, yeah. My, my, my seven-year-old son loved that song, but he also loves Bad Guy, so he, has, he clearly he has Bad Guy t- too. I think Billy Eilish song, is pretty right? amazing, yeah. And, yeah, yeah uh, she's awesome. Yeah, there's a couple of other songs on that album that are good. And it's amazing. She's like 17. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's super young. She has a cool style. She's not like a, a, a bubblegum pop star by any stretch. Right. And she's she's doing her own thing. Kudos to Apple for uh, recognizing her. Matter of fact, you know, I, I've never actually seen like her on camera. You know, I've only seen photos of her and I know her music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I kind of have to wonder what a concert with Billie Eilish would look like. Cause she, she has a unique little style. I saw her on SNL a few months ago or a month ago. She has a definitely has a unique performing style, okay. as you might expect. Yeah. Is she into the theatrics? Yeah, because that. Yeah, yeah, she, she's yeah. pretty. It's not like choreography, obviously, but right. it's, yeah, she's very, she's very animated and. You know, she's a kid. She's having a good time. Well, yeah. see, from the photos, that's kind of what I'm saying. She puts she puts off that meh kind of look. That's kind of like her look. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like meh. She's surprisingly animated. She, she's not like Fiona Apple where she's all angry and she just kind of pouts <laughs> on stage. <laughs> she, she, she gets into it. She, you know, she laughs and she jumps around and, you know, she, she's very much a, a performer. Oh, that's cool. That's a surprise. Yeah. And I'm interested to see, like, so the Steve Jobs stage is very, you know, pristine. And, like, are they going to let her, <laughs> like, set up fog machines and stuff? <laughs> like, what are they, yeah, like, what are they doing? that's what I'm interested in is yeah. I never pictured that venue as a no venue for a concert. You know, Seriously, I always, it's very much yeah. Apple's, 
you know, stage the sanctum. Right. Corporate yeah. presentations and totally. things like yeah. that and spoken word things and, you know, speeches and stuff. I never thought it would be – isn't it like a – like a thousand seats. So I, I don't even know if it's that big. It's pretty small. Yeah. It's pretty the, small. The seats, the seats are like, like big lounge chairs. So yeah, so it's not it's not conducive to. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be like a very stripped down acoustic performance. They in their press mm. in their press release they called it a bespoke performance. Right. And I I, I literally have mean? no idea what that means. That's such an Apple term. God. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually been into the theater itself. Oh, I've been. Out in the lobby and in meeting rooms there, and but I've never actually gone into where the theater is. I mean, it's it's a spectacular venue. Yeah, sure. Uh, they did open it up to like the public. Like they had a drawing, uh, a raffle, oh, and my, I, I I saw like radio stations in California were giving away tickets. So like regular fans are going to be there. Mm. It's not just like press and like buttoned up corporate stuff. So. I, I want to see like one of the kids like break one of those glass windows or something. <laughs> it's like underground, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah you're it's right. You go through yeah. and then you go underground, and it's going to be some uh, some unsavory characters. <laughs> yeah, the first floor is essentially, I, I guess, the lobby for lack of a better word, yeah. Yeah. and it's completely yeah. open. Right, and then you go down into the theater. Um, but they're going to be they, they're going to be yeah. touching the glass and stuff. I mean, these, these are all kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> like putting putting chewing gum under yeah. the seats. Oh God! <laughs> and Apple's had concerts at its facility before, but they're usually out in the courtyard. Yes, like Lady yeah. Gaga. Lady Gaga was there, and, and that's they'll a big... have like a, someone will perform at the end of one of their keynotes. But it's it's right. a very staid performance. Right. It's not a, a stage it's, show. This right. this sounds like maybe maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll just be her stool and her brother playing guitar. Because she yeah. she has done that, you know her her music is conducive to very simple, you know stripped down acoustic stuff. Like it, yeah. she doesn't need all that stuff. But when I've seen her the, the the YouTube clips and the Saturday Night Live thing, it was it was a very elaborate, you know her her stage setup. So yeah. curious, I'll be tuning in. That's that's the yeah. that's the upshot here. <laughs> if I remember and if I have time, I'll, I'll check it out. It's not too late for you, Roman. Six thirty. Six thirty might be a little too late for me. <laughs> uh, Early bird special and straight to bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple also did a, uh, I guess, App Awards on yeah, Monday. They always do that. It's yeah. their usual. And they announced a, the app of the year was Spectre Camera by Lux Optics. Uh, the game of the year was Sky Children of the Light. iPad app of the year was Flow by Moleskin. The iPad game of the year, different from the iPad phone game of the year mm-hmm. was hyper light drifter mm-hmm. uh and there were a bunch of other winners as well there was even an apple tv app of the year which was the explorers so next year are we going to see television awards too oh i'm pretty well which seems kind of weird because it would be only yeah, their original content i don't think so there's not I'm, that many basically awarding their own right. like apple music they're rewar- they're awarding s- they're not their artists. They're not their productions. This, they would be giving themselves awards for their own stuff. <laughs> they might say like the most streamed episode or something. Yes. Yeah. They'll do something but, to commemorate. And that, but that's kind of what this is. Like they, th- these awards are just based on streaming numbers and app downloads. Like it's all, it's not like they yeah. sat down and they figured out what their favorite stuff was. It's the, 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 these aren't the Apple design awards. These are strictly based on numbers. But I, I would, I don't know. 
I would be surprised. Like Netflix doesn't do that. It's 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 awfully arrogant to give yourself an award for something that you created. <laughs> exactly. See, and uh, you know that was a v- initially what I was thinking when I said because it would be when I said I, I said yes a second ago because that's what I was thinking. It was going to be like traffic or something like that. But then you know that would create some contention among the directors and stuff, and it would sure be like, that too. Yep. Yeah, it's like my show isn't really made to be like the the most blockbuster yeah. thing, and so you have that kind of thing. So. Yeah, uh, we'll see, but I would be surprised. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I said, they're giving away, they're they're recognizing developers and musicians yes. with, with this stuff. Otherwise, they're just like patting themselves on the back. Yeah. Their real goal, though, is to go for the, the real awards, like the Academy Awards and stuff like that. So I think that's what they really have their sights on. Of course, yes. of course, yeah. The Emmys and the Oscars and whatever. Oh, is that the same thing? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever one those is awards. movies, one is TV, but they do, you know, remember they they were banking on that Samuel L. Jackson one, yeah, the yeah. Academy Award, and that looks yeah, like it's off the that's table. A, that's a weird story, man. Yeah. Uh, Apple also announced the top apps of 2019 in terms of, like, downloads. So the top free app, I guess to no one's surprise, is, is the YouTube app. The top paid app was an app called Facetune. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. It's like a selfie thing. Yeah. Where you can, you know, edit your stuff and add, like, stickers and rainbows and stuff. The uh, top free game was Mario Kart Tour. Mm -hmm. And the top paid game is Minecraft. It just goes to show you that indie developers have such an uphill battle then. Yeah. Like, it's so hard. I don't care how popular or or how much attention your game gets. You can't compete against Google and Microsoft. Yeah. It ain't happening. So that just about does it for this episode of the Macro Podcast. It's a little short this week because we've got stuff going on in the office, or I have st- stuff that's going on in the <laughs> office that I have to attend. Consider to. it our present to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize for the brevity of this week's uh, podcast. Um, hopefully next week we'll be able to go a little longer, but this week we're going to have to cut it a little short. I'd like to thank Mike Simon like to thank uh, Life Johnson. Thank you. And thank you to the audience. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, shoot. I lost my thing. Where is it? How do I? Uh, I sh- you, you would think I would have this memorized. Yeah, seriously, man. Come on. <laughs> but, 670 friggin' episodes, yeah, bro. I know. You would think. <laughs> All right. That does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 678. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. All right. Cool. Hey, speaking of Apple TV, I, I really dig the morning show. Like, it's, like it's, it's oh, yeah, legit it, good. It's, it's, it's really good. I really like it. Yeah. It, when it, that was, you know, it, I, I still I stand by what I well, – of course, I wasn't as mean to it as some people were. But, yeah, now that it's – and I said this, that once it starts, you know, the plot starts going, it'll all make sense. But, you know. yeah. I mean, I, I liked it from the beginning, but the last couple episodes, and that show where she interviewed the, the Mitch's victim, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just fantastic. Really well done, good characters, good everything.
I think it has a shot at some nominations. And I, and I like Servant, too. Yeah, I'm, that's on my list. I got to go see that. I, I love uh, horror stuff. And I dislike M. Night Shyamalan, but I always go into his stuff with high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> he usually lets me down, with the exception <laughs> of, un, of, of the Unbreakable trilogy. That was very good. But everything else I don't, I don't like, but we'll see. I, I but think yeah, that's 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 next. I gotta I gotta I gotta watch that next. I definitely stand by what I said in my review. So if you want to see that, yeah, but that that is my thoughts. So okay. That does it for this week's episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode six hundred seventy-eight. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions? Send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. We've got iPhone rumors, iPad rumors. <laughs> right, let's do that again. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> sorry, Roman. That's all right. You finally got it right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's all> right. <laughs> Here we go.